Michelle Obama says voters let her husband down. Really? During the Netflix documentary about her becoming book tour, former First Lady Michelle Obama shared her thoughts on the voter turnout, not just in the infamous 2016 election, but ones that came before it as well. Summer Lynn of the Miami Herald documented her comments, writing, I understand the people who voted for Trump, she said. The people who didn't vote at all, the young people, the women, that's when you think, man, people think this is a game. It wasn't just in this election. Every midterm, every time Barack didn't get the Congress he needed, that was because our folks didn't show up. After all that work, they just couldn't be bothered to vote at all. That's my trauma. Every time Barack didn't get the Congress he needed. He needed for what? What did he actually intend to do with that Congress? Other than to provide cover for the evil Republicans. But truth is, he instigated enough evil on his own. When Barack Obama first took office, there was a Democratic supermajority in the House and a majority in the Senate as well. Instead of the promised hope and change, fighting to implement Medicare for all and ensuring health care coverage for every single American, before he even approached the negotiating table with Republicans, he went with Mitt Romney's and the Heritage Foundation's plan, a public option quickly dubbed Obamacare. But of course, it wasn't just concessions on health care. Obama's administration refused to investigate and hold trials in regards to war crimes committed during the Bush administration and refused to break up the big banks as well. When a Democratic president who ran on the promises of hope and change can't even be relied on to go after banks who defrauded the American people, subsequently crashed the entire global economy, and took our taxpayer money to give their CEOs multi-million dollar bonuses, is it really any surprise that voters didn't feel inspired enough to come to the polls? Above all, I find Michelle Obama's remarks to be incredibly revealing not just in terms of her own personal mindset and probably her husband's as well, but of the Democratic Party lawmakers, pundits, and operatives as a whole. Rather than engage in reflection and consider what it is they could have done differently or why the American people weren't motivated to turn out and vote for them, they blame the voters themselves. Lamenting over the work that went into getting Barack Obama elected seems curious considering he made the decision to abandon Organizing for America, the powerful grassroots organization responsible for his victory. For decades and over the past few election cycles in particular, Democrats have shown little to no ability to acknowledge the will of their base or understand the consequences of their decisions. Decisions that not only affect them, but future elections down the line. Personally, I find it rich that Michelle refers to lack of voter turnout among key Democratic Party demographics as her trauma, full well knowing what her husband did to take out a powerful, unprecedented grassroots candidate at his knees at a moment when he was primed for victory. He fucking kneecapped Bernie Sanders. As more time goes on, it becomes clear that the Obamas have had what could arguably be viewed as an incredibly negative impact on the Democratic Party overall. A campaign that promised so much evaporated and allowed their party to devolve into an entity that had absolutely nothing to offer besides the fact that they weren't quite as bad as the other guys. I don't even believe that anymore. It's past time for Barack Obama to take some responsibility for his legacy and his role in the devastating transformation of a political party that once belonged to FDR. Voters didn't let down the Obamas. The Obamas let down the voters. 
But clearly, based on her statements, Michelle Obama has not come to terms with that reality. So let's review the facts on exactly who failed who. Now, after his historic election with a truly euphoric and energized grassroots base of support, Barack Obama, the change candidate, set about governing pretty much the same old way, staffed up with the same old people, listened to the same old donors, forged the same bipartisan consensus around war making and trade deals and business friendly tax cuts and letting Wall Street run wild, went ahead with the same Democratic Party tactics of using the left wing of the party as a punch bag in order to make himself look moderate and reasonable. Worked well enough to get himself reelected against a candidate and Mitt Romney who seemed determined to cartoonishly imitate a wooden sneering American plutocrat. But anyone who bothered to look could witness the continued decimation of the Democratic Party during those times. Now, I ran in those 2010 midterms when our folks didn't show up and the Tea Party was raging. It wasn't just the Congress that Democrats lost, however. Over the course of Obama's eight years in office, nearly 1,000 state legislative seats were lost. The number of trifectas, which are states in which Republicans controlled both houses and the governor's mansion re reached near historic heights. We lost the Senate, and then finally, even though we went with Obama's hand-picked successor, we lost the White House to Donald frickin' Trump. Crystal still thinks of herself as a Democrat. A lot of the voters who voted in 2008 for Barack Obama and in 2012 for Barack Obama, including me, haven't felt like Democrats for a while now. Barack Obama is one of the main reasons that I don't feel like a Democrat anymore. And there are a lot of other voters in the Rust Belt who agree with me. One of the reasons Edinburgh University, where I used to work in Western Pennsylvania, closed its music degree programs was because of declining enrollments. One of the reasons for those declining enrollments is because of the malaise that spread after NAFTA. Kids who wanted to become music teachers in Western Pennsylvania had to decide what else they might want to do or travel across the state to try to become music teachers. I had to travel clear across the state to keep a job as a music professor and it looks as though the institutions in the PASHI, in the Pennsylvania State System of Higher Education, are hemorrhaging money. Our funding, our state funding for public higher education is a joke, and it's just going to get worse. And a lot of that failure can be traced directly to Barack Obama and neoliberalism. In the richest country in history, teaching little kids about music is considered a luxury. We just can't afford to teach little kids about music, and we can't afford music degree programs. And that's the problem I personally have with neoliberalism. To neoliberals, all we workers are are cogs in a machine. We don't fucking matter. Our lives don't fucking matter, whatever color we are. Dr. Martin Luther King had that figured out. At the end of his life, one of the things he was coming around to was that we need a coalition of poor people, poor working people. We need to stick together. It's probably why he was killed, because that thinking is dynamite when it comes to unrigging the system that the oligarchs have rigged in favor of themselves. We know what they want. They want more for themselves and less for everybody else. And that's why we can't have degree programs in music to teach future music teachers. I guess little kids in the Rust Belt not only are not worthy of clean drinking water, they're not worthy of good music education or arts education. The owners don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't care about you at all, at all, at all. And Barack and Michelle's sneering condescension of workers in the Rust Belt is one of the reasons I feel that way. Now, there are a lot of things to say about that chain of events. We've said some of them here on this show. A lot of failures which led to that particular sequence. 
But to look at all of that and draw from it that the citizens failed, that the citizens thought this was all a game and outrageously declined to show up when the Obamas commanded them to, is frankly outlandish. Do you really think that the folks who are struggling with their gig jobs and still can't afford health care, afford rent or to get married, or who watched all their wealth go down the drain in the housing collapse, do you think that to them this is a game? I honestly don't mean to come down just on Michelle here, because honestly, what bothers me most about it isn't one bad take from a woman who, of course, loves her husband and can't fathom why any of the groups who first listed, lifted him to office may have grown less enraptured over time. But it is perfectly emblematic of the way that the whole Dem establishment thinks about voters. It's a pitch-perfect example of the utter lack of self-awareness or reflection that they have around their own role in creating Donald Trump and their blatant sense of entitlement. Let me just state this plainly. The voters did not fail. You all did. You failed by embracing big money and abandoning the economic interests of the working class. You failed by shipping our manufacturing base overseas. You failed by embracing the toxic ideology of the meritocracy, which says that some are worthy of dignity and others are meant to be plugged in as fungible, disposable cogs. You failed by continuing the wars. You failed by letting Wall Street crash our economy and give themselves fat bonuses instead of jail time. You failed by letting the homeowners rot. You failed by letting the DNC morph into a money laundering cartel bent on maintaining their own power. And maybe most of all, you failed by looking down your nose at the poor, stupid voters and imperiously demanding that they vote for you because at least you're not the Republicans. Let me be clear. The Obamas did not change the direction of the Democratic Party. They just stayed the course. But what was particularly heartbreaking, really crushing to think about, was to see that truly historic election to see so many young people who'd been enraged by the Bush era and so many African-Americans who never believed they'd live to see a black man occupying the Oval Office, to see so many who gave themselves permission to hope, the audacity to hope, some might say, and then to find out that it was all a mirage. DC didn't change, not really. Still served the same masters had been serving before. And so your folks didn't show up to give Barack the Congress that he wanted didn't show up to give Barack the successor he demanded. Why? Because he hadn't done enough to show up for them. And that is our trauma. And let me personally focus some of that trauma on Bernie Sanders. A lot of people had the audacity of hope regarding your candidacy, Bernie. A lot of the hope that we felt when Barack Obama ran for office was transferred to you. And Barack torpedoed you, Bernie. And you just sucked right up to him, to Chuck Schumer, to Joe Biden, to Nancy Pelosi, you have just done their bidding. The reason I became a music teacher is because I wanted people's lives to have joy. I wanted people to have playfulness in their lives. I wanted people to think that their lives were more than just being cogs in the machine. I have no problem with working hard. If you know me, you know that. And you don't know me, but I wish you did. I had the audacity of hope with Barack Obama, at least the first time I voted for him. But then I caved into lesser evil thinking for the elections after that. Although last time I voted for Jill Stein, I'll tell you one thing, I'm never going to vote for a neoliberal candidate ever again, and I'm never going to vote for a sheepdog ever again. Our populist insurgent coalition will make sure that Democrats, Republicans, Greens, Socialists, Democratic Socialists, whatever label they have, 
that they are not going to suck up to big money. Check out yesterday's show if you want to see what that's all about. I'm getting older. I'm not sure I'm ever going to really hope again after this election cycle. But I'll tell you damn sure I'm not going to stop fighting. And I hope you won't either. I'm not simply going to be a cog in the machine. I'm going to be an unwilling cog at least. And I'm going to fight this bullshit to my dying breath.